Jennifer, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Um, the first thing that I just wanted to dig into you with, because we both kind of met in the Comprehensive Copywriting Academy. That's where we both kind of got our introduction to the copywriting world. And I would just love to hear a little bit about your journey to like finding that, um, like this whole like direction for your career. Oh my goodness. It was definitely, it was definitely a God thing. I had been a public school teacher for 19 years and really, really, really wanted out of that for multiple reasons. But the big one was my kiddos. I had a, I had two young children at home and I did not want to like put them in daycare so that I could go teach other kid people's kids all day, you know? So I had been like trying to get my foot out. I was working a part-time position in the school system. And so when COVID came and the restrictions and lockdowns, they furloughed me. And so that was my time to like do something with life, right? Like I was like, yeah. okay, how can I make money as a writer? Yeah. And I literally was Googling like how to make money as a writer because I knew I loved words and language and writing and mm-hmm. I'd started writing a book, but I knew that wasn't it. You know, God was, God was telling me to write, but it wasn't a book. So I'm like, well, then what is, you know, can, is there a way I can support my family with as a writer. Mm-hmm. And that's been, I discovered copywriting and um, came across an ad for the Comprehensive Copywriting Academy. You know, watched the the videos and really like studied and, and looked at different options. And that was it. Like I, I knew that I had to jump in and try. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like so many teachers come into the copywriting space. Do you have any idea like why that is? Um, gosh, that's, it's a great question. Maybe we do have a propensity for 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 being good at words, you know, being good at um, explaining things in a very simplified way. You know, as a teacher, mm. like that's our job is to take a complex idea and make it really simple. Like, here you go, little bite-sized things. And so I think it's a natural progression for us yeah. to be able to do that in our copy. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually, because, yeah, that's one of one of the key, like, differentiators between good copy and not so good copy is, like, having it just feel simple and easy to read and make sense straight away that would make mm-hmm. sense that teachers would be really good at that that's i'd never really thought of that um that's so cool and so you now are more focused on the kind of coaching space in terms of copy so what what when did that shift happen for you and what did that like why was that something you felt led to do that was it was a, a slow evolution you know i was writing copy and and um very successful at it and had you know, I've worked on like seven figure campaigns, like amazing, amazing coaches and um, but also have a heart for helping um, Christian entrepreneurs and um, worked with a lot of newer business uh, owners and solopreneurs. And what I found is that they didn't really have the budget to hire done for you copy um, mm-hmm. at the rate that, that a business owner needs it, right? Because yeah. you have you a sales page and then you realize you need an email sequence and like, should I be running ads? And so all the stuff comes in. And if, if you don't have a marketing budget, then that becomes pretty difficult to do. And so um, I felt like it was kind of, you know, God taking this all these years of teaching experience and my copywriting experience and then and merging those together. Like, I can show you how to write your own copy for your business. Um, mm-hmm. And so that it just kind of, fell into place. I didn't, I didn't plan it, but I had such a heart for wanting to still help the people that needed 
good copy to get their business off the ground, right? And so, yeah, I think those natural progressions are the best because you know it's not manufactured. It's just like this is a need that you're seeing and the people that you're connecting with, and that's just God like leading you to that need. It's like here's here's some people that need your help. Can you serve them? And you're like, yep, I can serve them. That's what I want to do. I love that. So, and how how have you, how's it been? Have you been enjoying like that teaching, coaching capacity? I love it. I love it. It is um, definitely my zone and like where I'm supposed to be right now. You know, I I have group programs. I have one on one clients, and I, it just lights me up. Like I I could be on coaching calls all day and not mm-hmm. log off exhausted or or like phew that was a rough day. Like yeah. It's, so exciting to know that that my my gifts help people and to watch their business grow to like see the ripple effects of like I I show them you know I open this little door for them and they take it and run with it and are are doing amazing things out in the world and so mm-hmm. that fuels me and feels super exciting the reporting yeah I love that I know I it's so nice to be able to see like the excitement in people's faces when you help them learn that concept and then they go and then they can apply it to other parts of their own business. And then they like they learn a thing and then they grow that skill. And then like I was I was teaching a lot of storytelling concepts for a while. And then whenever I would see those students just go on their own making storytelling based posts in their social media. And it's like, I helped you do that. And this is you now taking those skills and just making it part of your regular business and like the regular copy that you create. I love it. It's so it's so rewarding to see that. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So there are, and we were just talking a little bit, there's endless ways that we that you can help people with their copy and endless things to kind of work on and improve. That's kind of the beauty and the curse of it is it's just a constant game of learning and improvement. But yeah. let's just focus in on a couple of things for people today. So you um, had identified kind of three really key ways that people are um, either just kind of missing things currently in their copy, things that they could be working on to improve like today. So um, why don't you take us through those things for us? Uh, sure. Yeah, I feel like, you know, the, the, the women that we're serving or the, the business owners that we serve, you know, they're so close. Like mm-hmm. you know your stuff more than anybody else out there. Like you're the, you are the subject matter expert. And, and so often the copywriting is like good. And so close to being great and and more um, profitable, you know. So yeah, um, these are some of the things that I see people that are just right on the cusp of like totally nailing their copy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one is just really looking deeper at the benefits. Um, so often we we I see people trying to like give a really clever name to their program or or focusing on the length of time that they're going to work with you and join my six-month program. Well, people aren't really excited about a six-month commitment. They're excited about the transformation that you, mm-hmm. you know, so I would, I love to get people really thinking about benefit of working with them. Um, you know, I, there's, there's a book called, um, so what, like, you're going to be in a six-month program with me, so what? So what what happened from that? And so getting getting to dig more deeply into, well, so that you can get better at copywriting. So what? Well, so that you can make more money. Ah, okay, we're getting closer. So mm-hmm. so what what's so good about making money? Well, then I'll have the freedom to, you know, do X, Y, or Z, you know, 
uh, travel more or be a stay-at-home mom or or mm-hmm. mom or you know getting really deeper into the underlying reasons that your service um, would be beneficial to their life. Mm-hmm. I love the way that you've kind of put that. It's like almost peeling back different layers because and because you can use all these different layers like in your content. I feel like there's something yeah. I, I I think like relating to those surface level problems are really important in the content because that's what kind of helps connect with people and start helping them think, oh, maybe there is something more here that I need to explore. But yeah, when you when you come when you come to doing the sales piece and helping them like make that decision to invest. It's like taking that a layer deeper, a layer deeper, a layer deeper, and just helping that person explore those different layers so that they can then like connect with that deep part of themselves that goes, yep, this is a decision that I need to make. I feel it down here. I don't just feel it in my head. I feel it deep in my heart that this is the thing that I need to be doing. I love the way that you've described that. Here, thank you. It's and it's just applicable across, especially in service, but even in based businesses. You know that just digging into that the deeper reason why your the way you do things matters and why it's going to mm-hmm. matter. So if it's you know a health coach, there's there's a lot of health coaches out there. So what makes you different? And and um, you know why is that going to matter? Because I might say, well, because I want to lose weight. Why? Well. Because I really want to fit into those jeans again, or I want to look, I want to feel better in a bathing suit this summer. But why? You know, so, so I love that, that just continuing to ask why or so what and to peel away those layers to get to the really deep, deep, deep root of the benefits to mm-hmm. making the transformation. Yeah. And, and like you say, so many people are so close to getting this right. It's just taking it that next layer deep. And just that one step further to really transform that coffee that they've got from being good to being really powerful. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So what's the next thing that people could be focusing on right now? Okay. So the second thing that I see uh, people could really make huge gains in is taking more time with your headlines or, um, if it's a social post, your your hook, or if it's an email, your your subject line. So those those things, your headlines, hooks, subject lines, um, they are they determine like eighty percent of your readers are going to decide whether they continue reading your your content based on patch of text alone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, typically what I do is I'll write the body of the message or the you know the rest of the page or post or whatever it is i write the body and then i go back and i think harder about that hook that subject line or that that first mm-hmm. piece of content they're going to see because i mean statistically is it's just the most important piece of real estate in your copy it's the first thing they're going to see and it's going to determine whether do i care enough to read this or am i going to keep scrolling so mm-hmm. we really have to um take time to to be really thoughtful about what we put here and you know for me it's um, being very concise being very clear like if it's a headline you know try to can you can you say what you want to say in like six to maybe ten words like be very very concise about it and speak to those benefits that we were just talking about you know like lean into the the reason why that that makes Mm. so what yeah Um, and if it's a subject line, then you've got to really like you think about 
how many words are visible when you open your inbox. There's only, you know, so much space available for you to see what the subject line is. So leading with the most important part um, can make a yeah. huge difference on whether they even open that email. Yeah, I know. And and like, as I've had conversations about email marketing with people and a lot of times it's like, well, how do I improve my email marketing? How do I get more people to read? And it's it all comes back to that headline, especially for email more so than anything else. Because, you know, on social media, sometimes you see a paragraph, you know, you can see a couple sentences, you've got more space. But I find email in particular is one of the most challenging ones to do because you can write a whole sentence and then on mobile, it shows you like four words. And it's yes. like, well, okay, you've got four words. Good luck. Like, what are those? Hopefully those first be? four words were good words. Yeah. yeah. So um, just in your experience, I'm curious, have there been any types of like styles or or like the ways that you've written headlines or subject lines that have done better than others? I don't know if there is anything in particular that stands out, but I'm just curious from your experience if there has been. Um, For headlines, you know, I, I just tried to... Um, make them really action oriented, like mm. um, letting the viewers see like the, the difference that's going to happen with working with mm. you, buying your yeah. product. Um, just lead, leading with those benefits and making it action oriented. Um, yeah. And with hooks and subject lines, I think we, you know, there's a lot of room to play with things like, um, starting with a mic drop moment you know sometimes we mm. write this beautiful post and there's like this powerful like boom mic drop moment at the bottom but sometimes your readers aren't even going to get that far to see the mic drop so like what if you started with that mm -hmm. and explained yourself afterwards um yeah i see those like, kinds of content pieces are very strong because they're they, they catch your interest you know they make you stop and they go oh that's what you're talking about. What does that mean? You know, it's like, I, I, if we were going back to the health example, it's like, you know, as an, it's a little bit clickbaity, but, you know, just as a simplistic example, it's like, I lost 30 pounds in a month. And it's like, oh, how did you do that? I'm going to read the post and find out more, you know, and like, yeah, it's like we're saying, you don't want to be too clickbaity. You want to follow that up if you're going to have that kind of statement in your, in your hook, but yeah. have to not attention for sure. Or, you know, like just start off with like, you know, my number one piece of advice, stop dieting. And people are like, wait, I'm like your health coach. And then yes, can explain that, that whole diet mentality and and mm -hmm. the and what the reason that it fails us, you know. So um leaning into like some kind of surprise and for me, I don't I, I am I don't like clickbait, but I think if you explain yourself, well, then it's not clickbait. Like I mm -hmm. I it's just irritating if you if you say something really surprising, but then don't actually follow through with an answer yeah. or reasonable explanation. Yeah, then we're going to be disappointed. But yeah, if you can if you can deliver on the goods, then bring it. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always say like, don't mention things in your headline that you're not then going to talk about in your body, because then what's the point in even mentioning it in the first place? Yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, brilliant. So what then is your third way that people can take action to improve their copywriting right now? Okay. So the third one I see a lot from people that are just so brilliant and they're so like so close to, to getting things um nailed out. But but I would love to see to challenge um listeners to remove any vague language. Um you really, in your copy, you want to be able to paint a picture in people's minds. You want them to be able to to really visualize 
this specific action, change, transformation. Um, and so a couple examples that I see a lot um, are Thrive and Live Your Best Life. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, yeah, so you want your, your clients to be thriving, but thriving for me might look very different than thriving for Sarah and, and thriving for somebody else, you know? For one person, thriving might be like living in an RV in, in the woods somewhere. And another person thriving might look like living in a really posh upstate, you know, um, house with a pool. And, you know, like thriving doesn't put it in an exact picture in anybody's mind. It can mean anything. And so it almost can mean nothing. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I also think it's so overused that it's kind of just fluff, really. Yeah. And, and so I like I understand the sentiment behind wanting to help people thrive, but I would just I think it's gonna make more impact if you can get more specific about what thriving looks like for your ideal client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that specificity is is so important because that's what really closes the sale in a way, because it helps people picture themselves in that in that scenario. So you're not just painting a picture in general for them to look at, you're painting a picture for them to like walk in in a way mm-hmm. um i see i see this being a challenge particularly for um and like where i've seen it come up the most have been in like bios especially in on like facebook and instagram where the word count is so small that yeah. people feel almost like they don't have a choice but to use some of those vague languages in those kind of circumstances where you don't have a big space to play with and you don't have the ability to paint a huge picture what's your kind of advice or tips for people to help like condense that specificity into a couple words because it can be a bit of a challenge to do that. Like, do you have a process mm-hmm. that can help someone figure out how to do that? Yeah, I. So the first place that I start is, you know, with your client research. And hopefully, you've you've been um, talking to ideal clients. You know, building a sort of research around what language they use and leaning into that because I'm willing to bet that, like, if I if I was a so yesterday I was working with a coach who helps moms of, of um, newborn and working through that, uh, you know, the postpartum stage and the, the, you know, finding yourself again. And, and she was using the word thrive, helping them thrive. And yes, they, they do definitely need help. And, and thriving is one of the things we want to see. But I'm willing to bet that that mom, that mom of the newborn is not laying in bed. And, I wish I could just thrive. No, <laughs> no, she, she is saying like, I wish I could just like have a break or or focus on me for a minute or like, you know, thinking about the language that your client is actually speaking and mm. keep in on some of those words and using that in my copy or in your bio mm. that I'm going to, you know, so if she's in bed saying like, I, I just want to be happy again, or I just, um, I wish I could shake this anxiety or I've totally lost my mojo, then, mm. then we can say, I'm going to help you get your mojo, you know, instead of help you thrive. Yeah. Uh, which even that could, is getting a little overused, but I would, I would, I, I get a picture in my mind. Yeah. Mojo. I think it's still yeah. a level more specific okay. than you were before. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's such a great way to do that. It's like finding out the language that they're using because if you speak it back to them, they're going to feel so seen by that. And that's the thing that really creates that connection where they are then going to come into your world. They're going to hang out. They're going to become your fan. They're going to start looking for your offers and then they're going to pay you eventually because they, they know that you see them. 
And that's so important in the sales process. Yeah, I agree completely. So yeah, looking at looking at the client's language and then also um I love the online thesaurus tool called Word Hippo. So Word Hippo. yeah. I feel like I've heard of that one. <laughs> it's like so much more therm than thesaurus.com. So I love to just get on there and play with words and click on words and it'll bring you to a new, you know, like you can go down rabbit holes, but mm-hmm. uh, you know. Type in Thrive or Mojo or something and, and see what other words in that same realm come up and, and what would resonate most with your client. Mm-hmm. I love that. And you can also just ask your audience as well. This is something I encourage a lot of my clients to do when they're trying to figure out words is like take a handful of words, put it in a poll in your Facebook group and just ask which of these do you connect with the most and just see what they say. It's a really easy way to test out words. So you can go to your thesaurus, pick five or six that you like. Maybe that's too many. But pick four or five. And then put them in a put them in a poll and say which of these do you feel represents you the best and just see what they say because chances are there will be at least one or two that are like stronger contenders than the other and that at least narrows it down for you to then experiment with or play with or see what feels best to you. Yes, I love that. Definitely, and check with the audience, your ideal audience. <laughs> yes, for sure. Well, amazing, Jennifer. Those are really, really great and helpful, and a lot of. Um, and those tips are a lot of things that are not super complicated. It's like you say, said at the beginning, they're so close to getting these things right. And these are things that you can start just tweaking and trying out like today as you're like just out after you're done listening. Like you can try these things because they're very small little changes that make a huge difference in the way that you write and the way that people view your writing. So thank you so much for sharing those with us. Oh, you're welcome. So fun. I love talking copy. Yeah, it's great. It's so much fun. Well, where can people um, connect with you if they want to learn more about like the way that you approach copywriting, the way that you think about things um, and just all the goodness that you've got to share with people? Oh, thanks. Yeah. So I have a Facebook group called um, Show Up Tall, Simplified Marketing for Coaches and Consultants. So I I am a very tall person. (laughs) Also, like the metaphor of showing up, you know, confident and excuse me confident and ready to, you know, just put your best self out there. And so uh, Show Up Tall is my private group. Welcome to to join there. And then I go live weekly and, and just do mini trainings on topics that, that my clients need help with and that my audience is looking for. And um, yeah, lots, lots of free resources in there. And I have a, you, you probably, you would find that on Facebook as well. Um, or in your show notes, they have a guide called uh, Seven Ways Your Website is Losing Money and How to Fix It. So if you want Amazing. a free, free guide, it's available also. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing those. Yeah, your group is a lot of fun. And I love I, I love that metaphor as well. It's it's And it's like there's just something about branding. I know this is a whole separate conversation, but there's just something about that branding that like I hear those words and I see specific pictures now and I think of you just because I've seen so much of the branding pictures that you have. It's like you've created a really fun image and just that picture of like confidence in writing. And I love that that's one of the things that you're helping people do. And that's how I feel. And so as another writer, that's how I feel. So imagine someone that's like needing that support as well. Like you're going to get a lot of that and fun from Jennifer's group. So we'll make sure people get links to that. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been really great. Um, and yeah, this has been so much fun. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. 
If this episode was meaningful to you in any way, I'd love it if you went to Apple Podcasts and left me a review. Once you've done that, come hang out with hundreds of other women